But honestly, to be a black leader, um, I guess, uh, on the Penn football team means the world to me, um, especially, you know, playing the quarterback position. So uh, I think this season, with everything going on, I'm definitely going to hold that kind of like a chip on the shoulder or whatever. But it's definitely going to be in the back of my mind that I really got to turn up uh, sure. since I am the only black starting quarterback. All right, welcome to another episode of The Amateurs with Bryson Jaren. Real stories, real situations, real talk. Today we're switching it up a little bit. I know we've been holding it down for the Hoopers, the young Hoopers out there. Today we got a football player, UPN, QB, Ryan Glover. How you feeling, man? I feel great, man. I feel amazing. How y'all feeling? Great. Same good, here. man. Appreciate Thank you coming on, man. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Of course, of course. So what's going on right now? I know that the Ivy League, y'all might not be playing in the fall. What's, what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, so right now everything is shut down on campus. You know, there are no gyms open. We can't really practice on the field. Um, so uh, all the players right now, we, uh, we're just training in, like, local gyms and um, finding fields nearby to uh, train. So it's, it's not, not the best right now. <laughs> That's tough. That's yeah. tough. You got you to gotta do what you yeah. got to do. Yeah. Exactly. You got to work. Mm-hmm. Always got to yeah. work. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. So we'll go ahead. My bad, bro. No, I was going to ask, man, what, what you been doing, you know, during the quarantine and everything? <laughs> Quarantine, I uh, I was chilling for most of it, uh, just training and working out. Um, towards the end of the quarantine, I um, I had an internship at Morgan Stanley in the mm. wealth management division. Um, so yeah. I was doing that, um, uh, obviously just training all throughout and uh, keeping keeping uh, football to focus. Yeah. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know much about football, yeah. but I know that one thing that's, you know, universal in all sports, you can't just hop into the game, right? You got to, you know, warm up, get a warm up in, right? Not at all, man. Personally, as a quarterback, I can't not throw for a week and then just expect to come on the field and just throw a dime. You know what I'm saying? Course, I don't know man. how it is for basketball and sh- shooting threes. And, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, is it like so, that too or not? Nah? Yeah, <laughs> for me, for me, if I if I miss two days, I feel like I can't even handle the ball. So I, yeah. I definitely feel you on that. I definitely exactly. Feel you that. Nah, for <laughs> exactly. Sure, bro, for sure. Definitely. So we so you know, being that that's the case, we have a, a segment on here called the one minute warm up. So mm-hmm. basically, I have a, a list of 10, uh, 10 to 11 questions. You got a minute to answer. We're just going to reel them off at you, right? All right, bet. Got one skip, one skip. So here we go. We're going to start on the first question. All right. All right. Favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time is uh, Step Brothers. Top three artists on your pregame playlist? I'm going to go with Little Baby. Uh, I guess I'll go Migos and... Um, Dang, I'm gonna say the uh, ah, Brent Fires. I like oh, I like that one. Uh, favorite yeah, favorite yeah. sneakers, Jordans. Mm. Favorite food, uh, Italian food, preferably uh, chicken alfredo. What's what's one one hidden talent that no one knows about? Uh, I can sing a little bit. I know okay. a little something. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, which which sport are you least talented in? Ooh, um, I would probably say tennis. Best rapper out right now. Best rapper. <laughs> um, Drake. I'm going to have to go with Drake. Dream school growing up. My dream school was UCLA. And three things you can't live without. I can't uh, live without my, my phone, movies, and music. Got you. Got you. 
Hey. All right. <laughs> no, but I, I like I like Brent Fires a lot, man. That's wow, that's one that's of my, a- my favorite artists to listen to right now. Yeah. R and B. He he don't talk right now to R and B for sure. For sure. Yeah. I was gonna say, bro, how how you listen to that before the game, man? I I can't I can't I can't see <laughs> me. I know it. I know. It. So I I do the same thing before games and practice. I'll listen to chill music maybe like an hour before practice or or a game, mm-hmm. and then like right before the game, then I could turn up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. okay. I just gotta okay. I just gotta ease my nerves a little right. bit. All right. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's two guests in a row. Our last guess. What do you say you listen to before the game? Uh, the weekend? The weekend. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was the weekend. weekend out there. Yeah. And Lawrence. I was thinking about the weekend. Yeah. 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 yeah I, got, I got a, since high school, I've been having a, well, in high school, my freshman year, I listened to Watch the Throne before every game. And like, uh-huh. I started in the, in the Thanksgiving tournament, had one of the best tournaments ever. I was like, I bet I'm listening to this before every game. But right. here and now, I keep going back to that. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a legendary album. Oh, for sure, for sure. Legendary. Then you got the baby in there. You know, you're from Atlanta, so of course you got to. <laughs> you got to. He on top right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Him and Thug. Him and Thug. He yeah. on top. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Atlanta yeah. as a whole with the, the whole music scene, you know, y'all y'all doing big things, bro. <laughs> We're doing huge things, man. I tell people all the time. We yeah. on top right now. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So let's dive into it. You know, who, sure. who put the ball in your hands? And then, like, where did your love, you know, for the game come from? Yeah, for sure. So my dad, he was big in baseball uh, throughout his high school career. He was uh, he played in California. Um, so I always I started baseball when I was around three and I started football around five. Um, I originally wanted to be a baseball player um, and go to the MLB. But I guess as time went on and I started to become better at football, I uh, kind of focused on that a little bit more. OK, that's kind of similar to me. I played baseball and basketball. And mm-hmm. then once I started playing AAU and traveling, and I just started getting better in basketball, and that was more fun. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just stick with this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I played baseball too, bro, but I had it came a point in time I had to make a choice. Like mm-hmm. games and everything, you know, it was getting crazy. So I, I That's rough. Model, man. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. But nah, so, you know, during the recruitment process, you know, you were offered by, you know, a lot of Power 5 schools, uh, mm-hmm. but you chose to play in the Ivy League. So, you know, what we'll, we'll fueled, you know, that decision? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the recruitment process was a little tough for me. Well, you know, it wasn't tough, but it came down to like three different schools. It was like Penn, Minnesota, and then Colorado State, which uh, who I was committed to before um, coming to Penn. But uh, I think uh, the main thing, the main reason why I chose Penn was the academics. Um, being in the Wharton School of Business, I think, um, which is the number one business school, I think just set that apart from the other two choices. Sure. Because um, I, I guess that was one of the main things that me and my my family wanted was to go to a really good academic school. And then mm-hmm. second off, I really wanted to play. I didn't want to sit on the bench too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I can go to the bigger school and maybe sit out for maybe a year or two, or I can, you know, play a little bit my freshman year. And I felt like Penn was the uh, best choice in terms of that. For sure. I love mm-hmm. that, you, you know, with cognizant of the, of the academic piece because that's yeah. something for me I didn't really think much about because like you you know as an athlete you have to go where you where you offer right yeah so I, I honestly didn't even have like an Ivy recruiting me and things like that but I mm. wish I would have I don't know at least tried to reach out to him or something but you know when mm. I grad transferred I definitely took that into consideration mm-hmm. so I definitely tell the younger athletes out there for one how your GPA and everything straight of course. Yep. Then, you know, think about life after sports. Like you can't play, as we all know, you can't play the rest of your life. So going to the Warrior School of Business, as you just said, the number one business school in, in you know, the country. Like that's yeah. that's huge. That's gonna help set them up for life after sports. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. 
Um, but you know, admittedly, I, you know, I admitted this earlier. I don't know much about football, but I am aware mm-hmm. of the stigma that black quarterbacks are given. You know, a lot sure. of football fans they think that black quarterbacks are basically basically inept at being able to think the game, have to mm-hmm. rely on athleticism and their ability to run, the whole nine. But in 2018, you know, you were the only black Ivy League quarterback to start every game and had, and had a good mm-hmm. season. So were you were you even aware of that at the time? And, and looking back on that, what does it mean to you? Yeah, um, for sure. I didn't realize I was the only black quarterback on the uh, on any Ivy League roster until after the season. Um, like obviously traveling to all these different schools, um, you know, none of them had black starting quarterbacks. But I had to do my research on if they had uh, any black quarterbacks on the roster, and I don't think they did at the time. Um, but which is honestly crazy. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. I don't think the right. Ivy League has enough black people in general. Um, so uh, that's it is what it is. But um. Yeah. But honestly, to be a black leader, um, I guess, uh, on the Penn football team means the world to me, um, especially, you know, playing the quarterback position. So uh, I think this season, with everything going on, I'm definitely going to hold that kind of like a chip on the shoulder or whatever. But it's definitely going to be in the back of my mind that I really got to turn up uh, sure. since I am the only black starting quarterback. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of sport, we all have a learning, a learning curve coming into college sports. We've heard a mm-hmm. lot of players, basketball players so far on the podcast mm-hmm. talk about like their first matchup, you know, not going so mm-hmm. well. Right. What was what was your welcome to, uh, to college moment? Uh, honestly, for me, I would say maybe the first few weeks of practice in general and the first few weeks of school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for in the classroom, uh, I didn't do too well my first semester at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a lot of pride. I didn't get um, tutors or anything. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I can do this on my own. Like, let me just do it. Right, um, right. And I and I shoot. I got D's, F's on tests and stuff like that. So I was like, let me get it together. And then mm-hmm. in practice, I would say um, the the main thing that I had to learn was you got to put in work off the off the field mm-hmm. uh, mentally. So I didn't really watch too much film in high school growing up. Uh, but when you you know when you in uh, college, you got to watch film on your own, you know, by yourself to even practice well. You know, to have to you know to be at the top of the curve. And uh, to even play in the games on Saturday, so that was the biggest thing I had to learn. Yeah, I was gonna say me and Bryce were just talking about that, bro, because you know we basketball players, we watch mm-hmm. film. But I was telling them like, man, I think football, like they live in the you know film room, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> like the mechanics, you know, the footwork, everything. So I'm like, yeah, I, I know they watching a lot of film, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, without a doubt. <laughs> and then all the plays and everything. I don't, I don't know how y'all do it. But, that's what uh, I'm saying, bro. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you you had you had sort of a comeback uh, a comeback story. You know your your junior year too, right? You know a senior a senior transfers in. You have to adjust to a new role. Then the homecoming game comes around. And you got probably the biggest play of the game, subbing in and, and basically leading the offense to a touchdown and sparking yeah. the team to a win. So I mean, not not everybody can do that. You know what I mean? So so mm-hmm. how were you able to not only adjust to that new role throughout the season but excel in it? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, you know, starting every game my sophomore year, then transitioning to a role player my junior year, definitely put a lot into perspective. Um, Obviously, it's tough. Everybody wants to play every single snap or, uh, you know, basically every game. Um, But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for the team and uh, you come back the next year and prove everybody wrong. So that's that's honestly that's the mindset that I have um, about that season and about everything. Yeah, mm. I, I think that that takes some maturity for sure. Yeah. I know in my freshman yeah. year, I felt like I should have been starting or at least playing more. I played a, a nice amount of minutes for a freshman, but I felt like I should have been playing more. And yeah. instead of, I tell like younger players all the time, instead of like taking that out on the team, 
Just, you know, yep. stay focused on your role and making the most mm-hmm. out of that for the time being and keep working and showing the coach. You know what I mean? Like you just said, proving them wrong when you get the chance to. Oh, for sure. Control what you can control. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you had it into, you know, your senior year and you you pretty much seen it all, bro, in terms of, you know, college football. So what advice mm-hmm. do you have for the, the high school football players, you know, that's, that's stepping into that freshman year? And then um, mm-hmm. into their freshman year, and then what are some of the things you know they should be looking for in the program? You know, heading into college. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, one little token that somebody gave me uh, that I've been using a lot lately is just be where your feet are. You know, if you if you're in the classroom, focus on what the teacher is talking about. You know, if you're in the film room, focus on what the uh, what your coach is talking about because he's going to expect you to grasp that information, and then he's going to expect that to translate on the field or the court. Right. Um, so just focus, honestly, and, and really lock in when you get the chance. Um, and then in terms of high school players going into college, I would definitely say don't really get caught up in the hype. And uh, I think it's important in the recruitment process to really love who loves you. Mm. Um, you know, if you're really chasing after schools that's not really, you know, interested in you and maybe they'll offer you a, a walk-on spot or something like that, you know, that may not be the best bet for you. Um, really love who loves you because – Honestly, uh, whether you see it all the time, John Morant, who who went to a smaller school, yep. uh, Carson Wentz, who went to a smaller school, you know, these guys are getting drafted um, from these smaller schools. So if you're really performing, they're going to come and find you. Right. So love who loves you at the end of the day. That's real. Right. I love yeah. that. Great advice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing that we really want to continue to push on this podcast is the importance of student athletes building their personal brand, you know, as early as possible, mm-hmm. especially with the you know the new uh, name and image and likeness rules changing in, in the near future. And I saw that you released mm-hmm. a day in the life video a couple months ago, and you also had your own website. So, can you speak mm-hmm. to the importance of capitalizing on that opportunity while you're still in college? Yeah, man. I mean, brand is everything. You know, brand can be anything from you know what you post on social media to honestly just the way you live your life because right. somebody somebody's always watching. Um, so you really got to be cognizant of that. But um, the day in the life video that I posted this summer was actually my mother's idea. Um, she just thought it'd be a cool thing to just show the the dimensions that I have to my life. You know, mm-hmm. while I am very passionate about football, I care about finance. You know, mm-hmm. I care about social justice. Yep. I care about the arts. So it's just cool to show all that um, and, and highlight all that. But um, like I mentioned, it's, it's important, you know, that sports is a part of your identity, but it's only going to be a part of your identity for so long. So yep. it's important to uh, focus on, you know, sports, obviously, but also show people that you have other interests and are well-versed in different things. Right. 1,000%. 1,000%. We all have other things, other things we're passionate about, other interests. Don't be scared yep. to show that. I know yeah, that. Exactly. For me, especially when I was in high school, you know, I'm like, all right, like I know coaches are probably going to check my Twitter, so I don't want to talk about this artist, you know, things like that. Like, of yep. course, be – be mindful of the stuff you're putting out there, but you know, show show what you show the other things that you're passionate about. Basically, right. real talk, be yourself too. Yeah. Definitely be yourself, thousand percent. And then, bro, you you said some some good stuff about you know your athletic influence and you know uh, like your off the court influence. I think that's you know very important because mm-hmm. one day you know you're gonna stop playing basketball, football, whatever sport it is. So you might you might as well start building your career now versus you know later. Yep. And then you know you're trying to figure things out, but. But I, I think that's that's a great point. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing. I I hate that we do as athletes. You know what I mean? Like we focus mm-hmm. on this sport. I play this sport. That's it. And then if you don't go pro, it's like, dang, like yeah. what do I, I do? Know. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. But you know, along you know the same path, you know, I also saw that you 
done a few internships over the, over the past few summers. How were you able to balance that? And, you know, of course, like work out for football and take care of your obligations on the field. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the Ivy League as a whole is a little different in terms of uh, like what they require out of student athletes during the summer. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of fortunately, I don't have to be on campus all summer. I can, you know, be at home and train and work and do it kind of I have more freedom during my summer. So I think uh, that's definitely probably a, a it's a benefit and a loss because there are some guys who go home and don't do nothing. Yeah, right. And then there are some guys who go home and really, you know, get to right. work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, usually I work half the summer. I work for like six weeks and then the uh, next six weeks I'll go back to school and uh, I'll have, I'll take some classes and just train and focus on football. But um, obviously the summer, like I mentioned, I, uh, I interned for Morgan Stanley. Um, so that was a little tough because, you know, I had to work from 8 a.m. to probably 6 p.m. So I would have to go to physical therapy and like maybe train beforehand or after and uh, still have time for my meetings and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it can get a little tough, but, you know, this is what we signed up for. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. Uh, It'll be worth it. Yep. For sure. It'll definitely be worth it. Yep. But uh, b- before we go, bro, in your opinion, you know, who who is the best QB in the NFL right now? Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to say Tom Brady only because it's hard to debate six rings and his greatness. That's true. Um, but on the same note, I will say the most talented right now, I think, is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, just because of his mix of like arm strength, you know, his accuracy and his athleticism. Um, so I definitely think he will be the GOAT uh, of the next generation. Mm. Okay, okay, for that's sure. Valid. That's valid, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, go I was, ahead, I was go gonna say finals. Who you got in the finals? Mm. <laughs> Man, you know who I got. I'm a LeBron James fan. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. I love it. I love like, it. <laughs> that's, that's probably my favorite athlete in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It is what it is. Ah, <laughs> man. All right, man. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, LeBron yeah. <laughs> well rounded. His off the court stuff. I mean, yeah. It's you know, it's, it's like no other athlete. But I'm just not, I'm just not a LeBron fan though, man. So who who you a fan of then? If you don't like LeBron, uh, all right. So what what kills me, man, is the is the Jordan LeBron debate. Like, all right, let's just let LeBron be okay. great, man. I, I just yeah. I just don't like the, the the comparison, man. I feel like they yeah. two greats. Let them stand alone, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I I think Mike is better, but that's that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. But I understand. <laughs> what about the current game, bro? Can you at least admit that he's the greatest player in the game right now? Exactly. Uh, I, I'll I'll give him that he he is he is right now. Baby steps, baby steps. But I, I'm not putting him over Kobe though. <laughs> I'm not putting All him right. over Kobe, bro. No comment. I don't. I, you know that's true. I don't have so many arguments about this. We, we all have. We all have. And, and I'm from Chicago, so it's even worse. They like oh, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, last question: Do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? Uh, yeah, I think one thing my dad really emphasizes all the time is, uh, nothing in life is free. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess that didn't really hit home until I really got to college and I saw like everything I wanted, I really got to work for, work for it. Yeah. Um, you know, there are really no real handouts. So like I said, you really just got to put your head down and, and grind and work. Um, if you want something in life. So yeah, definitely. Um, Love that one. For sure. Man. Thank you for coming on. This was I enjoyed this episode. Drop some gems. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank That's you for coming through, bro. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. This was a great. I love what y'all doing. Yeah. Appreciate it.